0: I'm Sir Evans, and welcome to some real life morning motivation. Because no one wakes up in the morning and says, I hope I have a bad day. My desire is to empower and inspire your daily endeavors because you can do whatever you set your mind to. The question is, what do you want to do? Whether you're still finding your passion, pursuing it, or living it, motivation is a daily requirement for your success. So here's your morning hey 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 welcome back to the surreal life morning motivation podcast show i'm your host back again sir evans to deliver some inspiration motivation and empowerment to your daily endeavors because sometimes the morning motivation message isn't enough sometimes i heart mondays just isn't enough sometimes you just need a little more juice and sometimes you might not even need it in the morning You might be listening to this midday, evening. It doesn't matter whatever time of day it is, whenever you feel you need some inspiration for your dedications. I'm glad that you called on me to be the man at the job for this particular situation. Listen, y'all, moment of transparency, right? First of all, before I get into that, hope that your week is going good. I hope that your week has been forward progression even if it hasn't been forward movement i hope that it hasn't been going backwards being in place sometimes is good because this allows us to get rest it allows us to maybe take a stop and look around almost like you had that stoplight in life to kind of see what's going on so either way i'm praying for you hoping that things are going in your favor hoping that the blessings are falling so much that you can't catch them all can't catch them all that's how I'm hoping they fall (laughs) but like I was saying with the moment of transparency so I actually sat down um a couple of days ago to record this episode and I did I actually did I sat down I recorded it but as I was listening to it and I was watching it um it wasn't hitting. You know, the subject matter was there, but it just wasn't hitting. And I just didn't feel comfortable putting it out. I just didn't feel comfortable putting it out because I have certain, I have a lot of things that I'm working on. And, I, and I'm working on those things for you. I'm working on those things because my passion is to be able to provide that, that um, silver lining to you, whether it's do speaking, music, books. Um, but when I sat down and I listened to it and I had to really weigh out that quantity of having more episodes done for you versus the quality of episodes that I have prepared for you. And I really had to weigh out the side of quality. No pun intended to the name of the business, which is quality service. But even with that said, it just wouldn't be right if I gave you a quality that I felt in my spirit and in my mind just wasn't up to what you deserve. So here we are again. I may be a little bit behind, but in God's time, I'm right on the perfect line. so with that being the case, and it kind of goes with what I'm discussing today, because one of the reasons I didn't like that because I just felt like something was out of alignment. I felt like my um, my emotions weren't matching the message that I was sharing. And what I might actually even wind up doing, I might even just get like a sound bite. We'll see, I might even throw a sound bite in. <laughs> so you can kind of see the temperature um, of where I was at. But the alignment was off, you know, and it's okay, it happens sometimes. But I think being able to recognize that that alignment being off is important for all of us. So, with that being the case, I wanna jump into today's More Than Motivation of today. More Than Motivation is a text thread that is sent out Monday through Friday to help inspire, empower, and motivate your day and to get the party started. These episodes, the discussions that we have here derive from the morning motivations that I send out in which you guys as the readers, as the listeners, pick out the ones that you say, hey, we want to hear more about this. Can you dissect this a little bit more? And that's how we come to the morning motivation podcast discussions. You can always subscribe by texting 31996, text motivate me to 31996 you'll be added to the list and feel free if there's one that jumps out to you to send that back my way and um, that is one that we will and I will look forward to diving into so alignment a lot of times we judge the methods others use for personal development without analyzing what they're training for and why they're training on the other hand some simply use the right remedies for the wrong problems sure i believe in god and jesus is my savior however a spiritual remedy won't always help an emotional physical or mental problem recommending therapy may be beneficial for someone who's dealing with an emotional or mental distress but a personal trainer, nutritionist, or a dietitian would be better suited for a physical ailment. I believe that all roads lead to one source of power, but there's a reason we were even given those roads to begin with. Don't discredit the roads you haven't traveled or mastered. And if someone gives you a roadmap, AKA advice for a road aka a problem that's unfamiliar it doesn't mean that the roadmap is wrong or that the advice is bad perhaps you just haven't traveled the road yet with that being the case ladies and gentlemen let's talk about alignment first thing I want to do is kick the door open and say which I've said on a song God never made a house but he made a tree and he never made a painter but he made me he never made a painting but he made me now a little play on words but we can look around at this world that we live in this earth that we inhabit and see that God has definitely painted but God has never made a house however he has made the people and provided the tools and the resources in order for you to do the work. A therapist, a physical trainer, a physical therapist, a doctor, a dentist. These are all areas that we usually go and see about when we need one of those boxes checked in our life. This is because We have several different layers and all of those layers require different specialties. This is why doctors go to medical school and learn completely different things from what a psychiatrist might learn after undergrad. This is why physical therapists have totally different training from that of a teacher. That's because there are different specialties that are required for each layer of our existence. We have to be mindful that they are different layers so that not only we know how to approach them when it comes to healing, but that we also know how to approach them with the differences that they deserve. Hence, that alignment. There's no way that you can really understand alignment if you don't understand what needs to be in alignment. And where this is also beneficial is because there are some things that accompany us in life when it comes to that alignment, such as peace, longevity, and that oh so elusive success. (laughs) Most successful people will tell you at some point in life, they felt like when things were rolling, it felt like everything was just clicking at the same time. Everything was just falling into place. That is what we call alignment. But one thing that I've learned in my experiences is that when you're out of alignment, there's some very distinct ways that you can tell. However, we usually give the credit to another corporate. Let me explain. So on an episode of iHeart Mondays, the YouTube channel, I discussed how T.D. Jakes, I once heard him say, you don't have to be under attack to experience pain. You simply have to be unbalanced. So, story time. A couple of years ago, I had a surgery on my leg. Um, I've been bow-legged majority of my life, whole nother episode, I talk about it frequently. And I went to have surgery corrected on my leg Because over time, as I begin to get older, this could be problematic in regards to arthritis and other things that come with aging. So I went to go get a surgery. Now the surgery, it's a two part surgery in which I still haven't gotten the second part of it. We had some complications during the surgery on the first portion and on both surgeries, I practically have to learn how to walk all over again which is something I wasn't in a hurry to do after the initial surgery. So my doctor told me, he said, you may feel some discomfort from time to time. He said, you may feel some discomfort from time to time with your leg until you have that second surgery because there's an imbalance right so the top portion of the leg is straight however the lower half there's two huge bones always get them mixed up they have your femur and your tibia the lower bone is still bow it's still slanted if you will so until that leg that part of the leg has been straightened there will always be a slight discomfort because the weight is not being distributed properly and evenly throughout the leg. Therefore, I experience some pain simply because my leg is not in alignment. I don't have to be under attack. I don't have to be experiencing some type of rigorous workout or some type of tumultuous endeavor that causes pain to be inflicted on my leg sometimes that pain is there simply because it's out of alignment the corporate that usually gets the credit when we experience pain we get the devil that said he made me do it we get God that said that they say um don't know why God's doing this to me I don't understand it or maybe it's just god's will we also get the under attack spiritual attack they hating on me this that and the third right however now some of those may be true and ultimately i do believe that it's all within god's will however if you focus more on that then you focus on the fact that something might be out of alignment in your life that's contributing to the pains and the stresses in your life then you will never get in alignment you will never even be able to fully understand what god's will is for your life if you never actually acknowledge the components in your life in which that will is rendered onto so stop this stop 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 with the attack you're not always under spiritual attack The devil didn't always make you do it. He didn't, it's it's just not how it works all the time. Sometimes something inside of you is out of alignment. Check your characteristics, check your emotions, how you respond, check your mentality, how you think, check your physical, what are you eating? How are you treating your body? All of those things play a factor, right? So you don't always have to be under attack in order to experience pain, simply out of alignment. Point number two. Now, this is kinda like a sermon series because some of the quotes that I'm getting have been some from some of my favorite pastors or those that I enjoy to watch a lot. And the next one that I wanna kinda to dig into was, a quote by the late great Dr. Miles Monroe. Miles Monroe once said, "Deliverance is getting out of Egypt. Freedom is getting Egypt out of your mind." I say that again. Deliverance is getting out of Egypt. Freedom is getting Egypt out of your mind. So a little background on that situation that derives from the Old Testament book of Exodus. When things really start to kick off, Joseph, if you don't know who Joseph is, that's a whole another situation. But Joseph is a biblical figure in history who was one of the 12 brothers of the tribe of Israel. right? He was one of the children of Jacob. He was the one who went to Egypt by no choice of his own. Um, his brothers actually sold him off into slavery, dumped him off, all because he had a dream, like Martin. He winded up in Egypt pretty much, and his forgiveness, his grace, what the Lord had put on his heart, he decided to forgive his brothers, move them all into Egypt. They, a whole big family, they all, you know were treated like royalty because Joseph had found himself in a royal position because he could read dreams. So Pharaoh wanted up calling him out of jail. Hey, decipher my dreams. He said, I can't do it, but God can. God deciphered the dream. Joseph rose to power. So 400 years later, I think it's 400, but it's definitely a couple hundred. Hundreds of years later, they're dead. The tribes of Israel have been making babies left and right. Multiplying, multiplying, addition, multiplying, long division, multiplying, they have been busy. Pharaoh at the time is pissed, you know, because all of the clout Joseph have, has had, you can imagine after hundreds of years, it's, it started to, you know, it's not what it used to be. But Pharaoh's sitting here like, man, they are out of control, like they are all over the place. Stop me if any of this sounds familiar to modern day, but anyways. They're out of control. We need to get them under control because if we don't, they're going to outnumber us one day. So Pharaoh begins to enslave them. Fast forward, God calls Moses to free the people, to bring the people to freedom. Moses eventually leads the people from Egypt. Pharaoh lets the people go. And then we begin a 40 year saga in which the children of Israel which is Jacob, are wandering through the desert, striving to make it to the promised land. The thing about it is that they didn't wander around the desert because, just because they didn't know where they were going. Because actually, I believe that the distance from Egypt to the promised land on a plane was a two hour, two hour plane. I think it was maybe, gosh, I can't remember. This might be a stretch, and I'm, I could be wrong, and I think I am. But um, I think it's like, it's not more than five days, let's say that, and that's absolute maximum. That's like an absolute max, right? It's not more than five days. However, they mosey wozied around the desert for 40 years, striving to make it to the promised land. This is because the people might have been delivered from Egypt. However, they still had that slave mentality of Egypt. They couldn't believe God would provide for them in the desert. Food stopped for a couple seconds and here they go. Woe is me. Take us back to Egypt. You should have just let us die. Now we're going to die in the wilderness. Moses say, hold this down. I'm about to go up to the mountaintop get you all these laws that the Lord told me to do he come back down they over here worshiping a golden cow ox calf to which Moses is dismay he's pissed of course but the issue was that they could not get their mind free from that old captive mind state so they wandered through the desert pretty much until that generation had died off God said, okay, I ain't about to sit here and deal with y'all. I'm going to wait until your whole generation is dead, and I'm going to leave about a couple of them just so they can lead. But other than that, we're going to get rid of y'all. Hence, Joshua was one of those, but once again, totally different story. They wandered because they didn't have the same mind state. So let me kind of just go through this in present day. Here's a few ways that you may be able to tell if your mind is still in Egypt. If you attract the same type of people with the same type of drama, your mind still may be in Egypt. These people might look different. The drama might even feel different. However, if you're attracting the same thing, your mind might still be in Egypt you attract the same type of relationships. Different chick, same problems. Different dude, same problems. He might even, or she might even have a different problem, but it's that same type of energy. Like you feel it, like, gosh, how do I keep attracting the same type of person? It's because your mind might still be in Egypt. You have the same issues in the workplace, same stumbling blocks. It's always somebody else's fault at the job. It's always somebody else who's a problem. It's never you who's a problem. Your mind might still be in Egypt. Their mind still might be in Egypt too. And now you have two rival slaves competing for the same thing. I hate to use the term, but for the sake of making this picture clear, your mind still might be in Egypt. If you find it difficult to listen for understanding versus listening to agree, your mind might still be in Egypt. This is because when we listen for understanding, we are free to receive the mindset of others. Now, you don't have to agree. You don't necessarily have to disagree. But the fact that you can understand someone's state of mind when they're conversing with you, it shows a lot about how free your mind is. Don't spend a lifetime waiting for a change that only you can fulfill. You have been delivered, but only you can free your mind from slavery. On to the next point, because I'm clicking. I had a loaded episode today, y'all. Loaded episode. Disappointment is used to flourish our faith, and it's also used to destroy it. See, a test and a temptation, they both come equipped with disappointment. It's like something that's in the recipe, it's in the ingredients, it's in the manufacturing of them both, is that disappointment. The difference is how you respond to that disappointment. So do you remember a time when you handled disappointment from a positive or a negative perspective, right? Look at the results, look at how they played out. This comes in handy with helping us to Manage not only our emotions but also our minds because how we respond to a situation is 80 to 90% of the problems in most of our life. It's not so much that you think about it first. Some of your thinking can be problematic. But how you react on that thought or how you react on that emotion can be a lot more detrimental and occurs a lot more consistently than anything else. So we have to be aware that disappointment is going to come. It's going to come with a test and a temptation. And how we respond is different. And just so we are aware, God will test us and allow us to be tested. But God won't tempt us. He will allow us to be tempted. But God won't tempt us. So we have to be Cognizance because the enemy is going to do whatever the enemy has or was in was given the ability to do in order to highlight disappointment in your moves and your endeavors in order to render a response from you that takes away from your relationship with the provider that's the that's the top goal And it's funny because the enemy doesn't make you do anything or have the power to make you do anything but oh the ability to suggest and manipulate is second to none it's second to one let me correct however God would never manipulate hopefully you know what I'm saying so one of the questions that I got was since those are kind of some of the initial points on how we can become spiritually stronger One of the questions that I got was, can emotional intelligence be nurtured? And if so, how? Okay. So, emotional intelligence surely can be nurtured. And there's five features to emotional intelligence in which I decided to create an acronym. I created an acronym for, (laughs) I created an acronym for this because Emotional health is one of those issues that I'm still working on. Of course, I'm working on all of them. However, emotional health is one of the new, newer levels or layers in my life that I even knew existed. And when I say newer, I mean within like the last four years, um, actually recognizing that, hey, my emotional health is different from my mental health. And while they both work together, it's important that I take additional steps in order to make sure that my emotional health is good. It's kind of like the situation I started off with like a therapist versus a doctor or physical trainer, and knowing where to get help for different ones. And also knowing how to recognize issues in different ones. So the acronym that I created was O-U-C. And that's O-U-S-E-E. Like five features for emotional intelligence. Oh, you see them now. Or oh, you see emotions now, huh? Or oh, you see that your emotional intelligence is starting to become higher because you have been using these five features in order to increase it. So O, oh, U, S, E, E. Observe, understand, state it, feel empowered, and experiment. So let me go through these. First of all, you got to observe. You want to observe how you react to people and why you react the way that you do. One of the reasons we don't know emotions, our our emotional intelligence may be low, is because we don't ever pay them any attention. We react the way that we want to react. We don't think twice about it. We don't think twice about the reactions that people give us back based upon our reaction. So the first step is to observe. Be present in your life right now. Be present in your life going forward. A lot of times we're not present. A lot of times we're on autopilot because the brain works that way sometimes. But observe how you respond emotionally on a day-to-day basis, whether it's in school, whether it's with your partner, whether it's with your friends. The next time you feel happy to speak to somebody, what is it about that? The next time somebody angers you or makes you feel sad, what is it about that? What happened in that situation that made you feel that way? Yeah, I know for some of y'all this might be like, really like, I'm not about to do that, but it's helpful to you. Because more than likely, if you say, I'm not going to do it, you probably have some outlashing issues with somebody in your life that probably wish that you were a little more emotionally intelligent. Guilty, been there, done that. This is why I can say this, right? So secondly is understand what upsets you. And this this can only be done by observing first. But understand how how each emotion works, right? Like understand what upsets you, understand what makes you happy. Can you tell the difference between whether you're agitated, whether it's aggression, whether it's fear, whether it's anger, whether it's sadness? Because a lot of times, even as men, we will feel a sense of anger just to cover up a sense of fear. Yeah. So it's like so many levels in there that you gotta unpack. A lot of times men can be angry, but it's simply because we're afraid of something And to feel afraid of something makes us feel, makes many feel as though, hey, that's a weakened emotion where it's really not, it's a natural, it's an emotion that you were given when God created you and after he put it in you, he said, it is good. But like I talked about on the Gremlins episode, why why emotions matter is when we overfeed these things is when things become problematic. So understand. Thirdly, which kind of ties into that last one, is state that emotion. Put a name on it. Just an FYI, if somebody asks you how you feel, if your response is okay, good, or bad, I just want to let you know those aren't emotions. Those aren't feelings. Be descriptive. And once again, this is one of those things that takes some work, y'all. I am still a work in progress myself, but it helps you to identify how exactly you're feeling inside. And where that's important is because your feelings and your mind state go hand in hand. They don't go anywhere together. They don't go anywhere without one another. One of them might be quieter than the other one when the other one's speaking. However, they don't go anywhere without one another. That first E is for empower. So feel empowered, feel empowered that you're not going to, and feel encouraged. You're not gonna get it right every time. You might have an outburst, it's okay. You might not notice it a time or two or five or six or 700, it's okay. Feel encouraged that at least you're striving to be aware. And that's something that you couldn't say maybe a few years ago, a few months ago, or a few days ago. So feel encouraged about taking the steps to increase your emotional intelligence. And the last E is for experiment. You have to put it into action. And this kind of goes all around full circle, right back to the rest with how it plays in. You have to experiment you have to be willing to try these methods out like try them out with your friends try them out with those that you know that you can engage in a conversation with while still maybe even taking some mental notes don't be the weirdo necessarily with a clipboard diagnosing yourself might seem a little odd when you're out at lunch with your friends and somebody says something that upsets you and here you go whipping out a notepad be my guest if you want though be my guest If that's how you want to get down, that's how you want to get down. Either way, what I'm striving to convey is to make sure that you experiment. O-U-S-E-E is the acronym for the features of emotional intelligence and how you can nurture them. Right? So... This last one, and I'm gonna wind up breaking this down into more when I go into the altitude series. Um, But the last question that I wanna kinda nail in, and it was a loaded question. um, How do you handle emotional abuse and what we should do to seek help? Now, let me try let me try to be elegant as possible first of all I am NOT a physician I am NOT a therapist I am NOT a psychiatrist I went to school for psychology have not obtained those credentials so there are certain things that I make sure out of respect for my friends families and colleagues that are in those fields to let you know that as a life coach there's a difference and that I am NOT a psychiatrist however some of these points need to be mentioned and I'll also explain why first of all emotional abuse would be considered an attempt to control isolate scare someone let's say for example mentally would be something and I'm gonna use some some very abstract examples but an institution could be an example of how emotional abuse could apply mentally right solitary confinement there's been so much research based around solitary confinement that supports um, how damaging it can be to one's mental capacity spiritual spirituality abuse the fear gospel it's a prime example you should not Turn your life over to Christ simply out of a fear of going to hell. That kind of thinking can be more harmful than it can be helpful. And I also dive into that because I think there's not even going to touch it. But that can be an example of abuse because now you're being conditioned emotionally and mentally to... Invite the Lord into your life based upon a a tense that's not all the way accurate. And it shouldn't be the selling point for why you decide to give your life to the Lord, right? Um, Emotionally, and this goes across the board, manipulation. Manipulation, manipulation, manipulation. The problem is that a lot of people don't even know when they're being manipulative. And that's most of the time because a lot of it's rooted in your childhood. It's based upon most of the time the methods that you had to use or that you might have used to stay out of trouble or to get your way when you were younger because you didn't think that you could get it with transparency or you just couldn't get it based upon the circumstances of your childhood. Therefore, when you get older, you keep the same methods in place based upon old methods that are no longer a requirement. So that manipulation is always stays in there just because of what is rooted in your childhood so the first thing when it comes to handling emotional abuse is to remember that all pain requires healing you can't heal what you won't accept right all pain requires healing understanding the health that you're in this is something else that's very important you have to be able to recognize what state of health are you currently in if I got if I broke my leg and I continue to try to walk on it first of all number one all pain needs to heal And secondly if I think that um, if I don't understand my health if I don't understand that I broke my leg I might say "Mm, I didn't break my leg let's use another one that happens a lot more frequently a sprained ankle a lot people sprain their ankle all the time and say "Uh, I ain't going to the hospital I just twisted it it's just achy it's just swollen you know sometimes they still don't go to the hospital but understanding your health also also requires understanding the level of care that you need. So, also, do you know what healthy looks like? Oftentimes people don't even know what healthy looks like because abuse is cyclical. Cyclical. <laughs> it's a round and round process. So if you've always been in abusive relationships, all you know is abusive relationships when you see something that's not abusive or healthy come past your radar you might not even recognize it because it doesn't look familiar in situations like that we have to make sure that we are seeking out something that looks different from our quote-unquote norm because if we're not seeking out that 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 thought that hey this this has got to get better then things will not get better because you will stay in a cyclical process of abuse another thing when it comes to handling mental um, I mean emotional abuse and this isn't something that we always want to hear but sometimes damage is a lifelong process sometimes it's, it's a matter of learning to live with it in order to be healthy and That's just the fact of the matter. Sometimes the damage is so embedded in us that it's not necessarily going to heal permanently and it's not going to heal 100% back to how it was before the situation happened. So in those situations, we have to be accepting that this is going to be a lifelong process. And that makes you change the way that you approach the problem and not like an overnight or like I wish that this thing would change right now. It gives you more patience, or at least you know that you have to have more patience to deal with it. Get people to help you or walk with you. And this also requires understanding your health conditions, right? Sometimes you just need a helping hand and sometimes you need a walker sometimes you need crutches sometimes you need a wheelchair it's that's just what it is you have to be aware of your health conditions in order to understand what type of help that you need because if you need a wheelchair it's only so much a helping hand may do you might need helping hands (laughs) right so those are just a few ways and i've said this before so i will say it again did you seek help did you seek assistance like if you really feel as though there's something that's going on that you know your regular go-to's aren't enough you might be getting spiritual advisors you might be getting uh, friends or families and wise counsel that's helping you Um, You might be full of podcasts and things like that, messages and things of that nature, books. And none of these things seem to be helping you. Have you sought out help? I'm going to leave it at that. I ain't going to get on no soapbox on that because I'm already at my time. But I do want to recap, y'all, that alignment is so important when it comes to our day-to-day endeavors alignment is so important and it weighs such a huge factor on how we walk this walk through life so until the next time y'all i'm your host for the day and your host as always you already know my name and the outro is going to say it for me i love you stay blessed have a fantastic great uh have a fantastic day Enjoy the rest of your journey. Blessings to you. Until the next time, signing out. I'm Sir Evans, and you've been listening to Surreal Life, Morning Motivation. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and wherever else you listen to your podcasts. Feel free to subscribe, rate, and review this episode. And join me next week for Surreal Life, Morning Motivation. Thank you for listening. Salute.